And um, this is this is a good thing. We have. I told him. I said we have the Rivera family. Uh, that brother Rivera. Uh, he is excited. Uh, we don't always get to have missionaries. Look, I'm I'm going to tell you, folks. In the last 12 months, I've done pretty good because we've had a missionary to Germany and now Puerto Rico. That's not bad. Amen. And uh, next thing you know, we'll be having the Filipino missionaries. And uh, let's see, who else did I leave out? We've had African missionaries and Central American missionaries. Uh, sometimes it's hard for me because I'm scheduling, and it's hard for me because everybody will ask for certain missionaries. Well, it just so happened, I said, well, there's the Puerto Rico missionary, we're getting him, and the Germany missionary, we're getting him. We have Germans and we have Puerto Ricans, so we, we feel like we need to, you know, have that kind of representation. But it's so good to have uh, Brother Rivera with us, and uh, we're excited about hearing about Puerto Rico and what God is doing. Everybody say, God bless Brother Rivera. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise here tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Aleluya, gloria a Dios. ¿Cuántos dicen gloria a Dios? Gloria a Dios. Yo puedo predicar en español. Amén, amén. I can preach in Spanish tonight, amén. Aleluya, everybody will be fine. If you have the Holy Ghost, you'll just smile through it, amén. Gloria al Señor. ¿En ¿Dónde están mis hermanos boricuas? Gloria a Dios, hermano, amén. ¿De qué parte de Puerto Rico? De Juncos, su familia está allá todavía. Qué bendición, hermano. Gloria al Señor. Amén. Gloria a Jesús. I, I, I want to go in Spanish. I wish everybody spoke Spanish now. <laughs> Brother Browning had me go bilingual last night, just last minute. He said, I need you to do everything bilingual. I said, man, that's awesome. I said, if I forget to translate something into English, just remind me later. Amen. Well, we are thankful to be here. You may be seated. I'm so thankful to be here tonight, amen. My wife and uh, my two boys are usually traveling with me, and uh, they are, uh, my daughter is going to Urshan, and she had to have her wisdom teeth pulled out, so my wife, uh, yeah, that's awesome, isn't that great? What a great experience, amen. She <laughs> so she traveled over there to take care of her, and she'll be back with me on Saturday, but um, I'm just very happy to be here, thankful for your hospitality. Thank you for your pastor. Would you give your pastor a clap? Yeah. Thank you for pastoring. Amen. Thankful for him and uh, for being a friend to missionaries and loving the kingdom of God and everything he's doing. Uh, it's great to see what the Lord is doing here in Kentucky. Amen. And a great schedule here. Amen. I, I, I believe that um, next time I come, you'll have a section just for Asian people, a section just for Spanish people. A section for, amen, gloria a Dios, hallelujah, amen, 
We can do that. Amen. But we have been missionaries uh, for 13 years, me and my family. And uh, we have been in Colombia. We have been in Costa Rica, which is um, where I'm originally from. And uh, we have been in Puerto Rico these last four years. And uh, it's all been uh, just amazing what God is doing. But I want to acquaint you guys with a little bit of our ministry. And I have a presentation that it's about five minutes. And and it'll tell you about our last four years in Puerto Rico. If we could show that. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Stephanie. And we're missionaries to Puerto Rico. And And this this is is Puerto Puerto Rico. Rico. Puerto Rico, also known as the Island of Enchantment, is a beautiful place, and if you've ever been here, you understand why it is nicknamed the Island of Enchantment. From the gorgeous sandy beaches to the lush rainforest, the beautiful vibrant colors in Old San Juan, Puerto Rico has so many wonderful, beautiful places to visit and to see. September 20th, 2017, life in Puerto Rico changed dramatically. Early in the morning, Hurricane Maria came barreling through and did a lot of damage, total destruction on the island. Wow, Maria really impacted Puerto Rico. Um, When Hurricane Maria came, I remember palm trees the tip of the palm trees touching the floor. Hurricane Maria was a disaster for us, but thank God we saw his hand all over us. Through, through Maria, through the bat that Maria brought, I was able to see the miraculous uh, work of God uh, among us. It was powerful because we saw how people came together in such a special way. It, sometimes we're so busy we are all life, you know? But when Maria hit, it was something that, it was so powerful because we needed each other. Everybody uh, was trying to help each other as much as they could. Um, you know, if I had something that you needed, uh, then I would try to help you as much as I could. And likewise, everybody else, they were uh, trying to help because everybody was in need at that time. Our superintendent came up to me and um, he asked us to take over or to start an evangelism department. Um, We started praying, seeking the Lord, and out of that endeavor came out our evangelism department. And one of the great things that we we have been able to be a part of has been Noches de Fuego. Noches de Fuego is about um, reaching the people outside the church. A service that we give for the communities island-wide. The church has been going outside from the four walls and we are sharing the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. People are receiving the Holy Ghost in the streets, not in the service, but services in the streets, in the plazas, in the street corners. Uh, I cannot think of anything else to compare it but to old time Pentecost from what we read in the book of Acts. 
Um, through the Nights of Fire that we have services in our streets and communities, we have seen how people been healed of cancer and even um, I have experienced uh, a healing myself. He's a young fellow and uh, he repented of his sins. He got filled with the Holy Ghost and that same night he was baptized. I think it was 12 o'clock at night. Uh, we went to the ocean and we baptized him in water in the lovely name of Jesus that same night. The Riveros family is family. That's the word that I can use to express everything they've done for me. But one thing I have to say about Hermano Rivero, uh, uh, Sister Rivero, and his whole family, that no matter, you know, teaching Bible Institute, or helping in Salinas, or helping in Ajuntas, doing all the work they did, they did it with enthusiasm. They did it with, with joy and energy. I can honestly say, Brother Rivero, has come with a burden to work in Puerto Rico. Before the Riveros came, like two years before, we were praying for someone to come to Puerto Rico and have the time to coach us, to take us by the hand, and show us what we had to do for the lives that were being lost in our island. I don't have words to thank them. Well, there's so much work to do. Um, we have to reach the lost. We can't do a lot of things. There's so many things that we're just beyond our reach. But if we partner together with God, and if we can help uh, the people partner together with Him, I know that He does amazing things through people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 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 Let's all stand here tonight. Amen. I would do want to mention a few things uh, real quick. If you feel led, you want to be a part of what God is doing. First of all, we have uh, a table back there with things that um, we use to help raise funds. A lot of these funds go to the field. Some of them do help us travel. But if you'd like to be a part of that, that's one way. Another way, we are in the rebuilding stage in Puerto Rico, and I'll talk more about that during my message. But uh, if you would like to help rebuild some of the churches or rebuild some of the physical structures in Puerto Rico, we are raising project funds to help uh, alleviate that and help that. And that will go through the church. And um, we just will talk with Brother Dummett and um, he'll direct you on how to give. You, you can give it to the church and then he'll send it in uh, for you. Amen. But we are uh, very thankful. I do like to mention this little guy. Um, this is our Reach Puerto Rico Cup. This is our little uh, logo. It has our little logo and it has me and my wife's name on here. And uh, your pastor has one. He has, he has it as a gift. So, so some of you just need to, you know, step up and say, hey, man, I want to be like my pet. No. <laughs> I don't think he even knows he has it yet, but he has it. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
if, uh, we have these for sale, but uh, our hopes are that if you get one, that as you're drinking your morning coffee, uh, that you'll see the Reach Puerto Rico logo, and you'll say a prayer for evangelism and for reaching the lost in Puerto Rico, and, uh, you know, just help us out. But anyway, uh, that's all available, and those are ways to be involved, and there's, there's many ways through prayer, finances, every which way. And, uh, you know, Brother Dummett, I guess you know, you're going to bring a team now, so amen. I, is that, is that, did I say that over the pulpit? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just talking about uh, possibility of that. Amen. But thankful to be here. Amen. And so let's go to the word of the Lord here tonight. Uh, Mark chapter 15. Amen. Oh, I'm sorry. Mark chapter 16. And I'll be reading one verse of scripture, uh, just one. And uh, we'll see what the Lord does here tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody excited about what God is doing? Amen. So thankful uh, for your church here tonight. All right, so the book of Mark. There it is. I think I found it. You got it? Everybody got it? If somebody doesn't have it, you can share. Maybe they'll pop it up here. It's just one verse of Scripture. It says it like this, Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen? Would you just put your Bibles aside and lift up your hands and lift up your voice and let's pray here tonight. Lord God, Jesus... Thank you, Lord God, for your word tonight, God, the word that saves, the word that delivers tonight, God. I thank you, Lord God, for the power of the Holy Ghost that is in this place, Lord God. I'm asking you, Lord God, to open the blind eyes, oh God, to stir up the hearts, oh Lord, to lead us closer to you, God, to break the chains of bondage, God, to be delivering, Lord God, the captives tonight, God, Jesus, to mend the broken hearts tonight, Lord God, and to set the captives free. Lord, do your work and your will in this place, God, and we will give you the praise and the glory and the honor here tonight in the name of Jesus. Christ. Uh, and everybody said amen. amen. Oh, that's good. Let's try that again. Let's try a big Pentecostal amen. 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 Let's give the Lord one more big hand clap of praise here tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated here tonight in the presence of the Lord. So the verse that we read here tonight, uh, I know you've heard this verse talked about. This is what we would commonly call the Great Commission. And uh, these are the last words of Jesus, uh, uh, or some of the last words of Jesus to his disciples' instructions, so to speak, as he's uh, parting. And so this is found in the Gospels of Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke. And uh, this particular verse and how it's worded here uh, to me is the essence of the Great Commission. And so Jesus says that we are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. So he, uh, he tells us, um, this is what you are to do. These are your instructions. Now, I, I do want to mention here tonight that, uh, you know, this, this book, whether it's digital or printed, however you have it, this is not a book of suggestions here tonight. 
This is a book of instructions to the believer. And so if we are going to live a successful or, 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 or a rich Christian life, we are going to submit ourselves to the Word of God. And so every single one of us in this, uh, the generation that we are currently a part of and the world that we are living in, we are finding out that the younger people are having a hard time uh, finding and locating their purpose. They are struggling to find purpose. But Jesus gives us purpose. So I want you to look at the person beside you and tell them you have a purpose. And I look at somebody else and tell them you have a purpose. Now, whether you are fulfilling that purpose or not does not uh, exempt you from the fact that you have a purpose. Here tonight, Jesus Christ has given you a mission. When you repented of your sins and you decided, I'm going to surrender myself to you, oh Lord, then uh, uh, what happened at that moment is uh, you became a part of the body. You decided, I'm going to obey your word. I'm going to go down in the water in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to lift up my hand and I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues here tonight. Hallelujah. And so the moment you become a part of the body through the new birth, all of a sudden you will have a purpose. You have direction. You have instruction. And your purpose here tonight is what Jesus said. He said it's to go forth and preach the gospel in all the world and to every creature. Whether you're fulfilling it or not, that is your purpose here tonight. Hallelujah. So... Before you run to Louisville after the service and jump on a plane and call Brother Dummett at midnight and said, Brother Dummett, I'm on my way to China because the preacher said I have to go into all the world. Let me help you with what this means. You should go into all the world if that's where the Lord leads you and he leads your steps. But basically what Jesus is saying here is that wherever in the world you stand, whether you are in Louisville, Kentucky, or whether you are in Hong Kong, China, or whether you are in San Jose, Costa Rica or you are in Caguas, Puerto Rico wherever you stand that is where you are to preach the gospel hallelujah Oh, some of you are getting it it's whether you are in the church or you are at home whether you are at work or whether you are at school whether you are at the bakery or whether you are at the store your purpose is to preach the gospel to every creature So then he says, preach the gospel to every creature. Now, we equate preaching with what I'm doing here tonight. And this is by all means preaching. It's communicating the gospel. But I do want to say something about communicating the gospel. That sometimes the best way to communicate the gospel at first is not with our words. Sometimes our actions speak louder than our words. Sometimes the way we behave speaks louder than the way that we say we should behave. And so we, it's our actions, it's acts of kindness, it's lifting up our hands and worshiping the Lord. It's being loving and gentle and kind and full of the joy of God in our lives. Hallelujah. That preaches as loud as our words. Now eventually, yes, you want to use words. But... He says, preach. 
And then he says to every creature, so he tells you who to preach to. That means to the up and up crowd and the down and down crowd. That means you preach to the rich and you preach to the poor. That means you preach to the boss man and you preach to the worker. That means you preach to the people you like and you preach to the people you don't like. There is no exemption. You preach to everybody because everybody needs the message that you and I have. It's a life-saving message. It's a life-giving message. It's a message that gives eternal life and joy and life abundantly to the soul of mankind here tonight. So that is our purpose. So wherever we've been, whether in Colombia or Costa Rica or Puerto Rico, even in the U.S., our purpose has been to preach the gospel. And uh, so the last four years, we have been in Puerto Rico. And uh, our brother knows what's happened in Puerto Rico. You saw some of it. But right in the max, that middle of our term, we got hit by a Category 5 hurricane named Maria. And so I've learned some things about the storm. And, and I want to help us here tonight. Because, you see, there's something particular about the storm that Jesus said that it's going to rain on the just and it's going to rain on the unjust. In other words, the storm is a coming, and it's going to affect everybody. And so the, the unique thing is this, that if you are not a part of the body of Christ, then the storm is going to rage on the outside, but it's also going to rage on the inside. But if you are a part of the body of Christ, the storm may rage on the outside, but I know the one that speaks peace to the storm and he's leaving inside of me. I know the one that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And while the storm can rage on the outside, it's not going to get inside of me here tonight. Uh, we have the power of the Holy Ghost. And so... The last four years were like a roller coaster, brother, damn it. It's like up and down. So we could get there and we worked for a year with Belando and then we were sent to start a church in Caguas and we started growing. Our building, I think your platform is bigger than our building was. We had a little storefront. And so we had 15. We were packed out. We got so excited, man. We were looking for a new building. We were, we were looking, and it seemed like everywhere we looked, the door would close. It would just slam shut in our face. We didn't know why, and we found out why. Then Maria came, and after the storm, there was nobody left. It was just me, my family, and the cookie. <laughs> There's the little frogs from Puerto Rico. It's like crickets. Anyway, I digress, right? Then we started working again, started growing again. 
And then the people that we, we got, they said, man, there's no work here. So they left and they're doing great here in the States. They're being involved in ministry. God's using them. But we were left empty again. So we started working again. We begin to grow again. And then it's time for deputation. And here I am. And that's, but you're fulfilling your purpose. So I want to talk to you a little bit about the storm here tonight. Because every single one of us is in one of three places in respect to the storm. We're either coming out of the storm, we're going into the storm, or we are in the middle of a storm. And I want to talk to you about what you should be doing before the storm, what you should be doing during the storm, and what you should be doing after the storm. Because you have to do very specific things during each time in your life. And maybe you're one of the people here tonight that the storm is raging without and the storm is raging within. But we can fix that here tonight because Jesus Christ is in this place. And if you've never repented of your sins, you can repent here tonight. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the storm will keep raging on the outside. But you'll walk out of here a new creature in Christ and the storm will cease on the inside. Does anybody bear witness to that here tonight? Night. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So before the storm, before the storm is a time of preparation. You don't prepare during the storm. You don't prepare after the storm. You prepare before the storm. That's when you start to prepare. So I remember before the storm, I'm outside and I'm, I'm, I'm anchoring things down to the ground with tension cables and a drill and screws and anchoring things down and, and putting stuff away and making sure everything's secure and blo blockading the windows so no water and nothing will come in and, and you're preparing before the storm. So spiritually... How do you prepare before the storm? Well, you do what you're doing here tonight. You see, spiritually, what you're doing is you're anchoring some things down in your soul. You see, when Jesus told the parable about the two houses and the storm, that the houses were identical. They were beautiful on the outside. They were beautiful on the inside. But there were some things on the foundation that were not anchored down. And so when the storm came and it beat on the house that was founded upon the sand, the Bible says great was the fall of it. But the house that was anchored on the rock, the house that was anchored on the rock, I said, the house that was anchored on the rock and that rock is Christ Jesus here tonight the apostle Paul said it in Corinthians he said there is no other foundation other than Jesus Christ and he is the rock So see, some, some people, Brother Josh, they may look like us. They may even act like us. They may even worship like us. But you'll, you'll, you'll find out when the storm comes. 
where they're anchored. And so how you anchor things down is you come to the house of God and you let the word of God seep into your soul and you receive the word and you let it transform you and you come to the house of God and you lift up your hands and you worship the Lord and you come to an altar of prayer and you come to an altar of sacrifice and you give and you give of yourself, of your time, of your treasure and you give it all to God. Lift up your hands to the Lord. So you're anchoring some things down. You're anchoring down that there is therefore, there is only one name given under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus. You're anchoring down that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and Him only will I serve. You're anchoring down that there are some things that are not negotiable in my life. You're saying, hey, you know, there are some things that are negotiable, but there are some things that are not negotiable. My worship is not negotiable. My praise is not negotiable. My prayer is not negotiable. My faith is not negotiable. I'm anchoring it down to Jesus Christ. So you prepare. You don't prepare during the storm. It's before the storm that you prepare. During the storm is a time of endurance. It's a time of taking the things that you've anchored down and putting them to good use. It's a time of trusting and endurance and believing. I remember there's this elderly saint and we got hit by two storms. We got hit by Irma and Irma, it came along the northern side of the island, along the, the, the northern side, and it knocked out the power grid there. But it wasn't the one that obliterated the island, but it came, and then we got hit by Maria, and Maria just sort of finished the job off. But there was this, this elderly woman, and uh, you know, she, she had a little shack, just material put together, screwed together. It wasn't very good construction. And uh, she had sheet metal roof. And uh, her pastor asked her, well, what are you going to do? And she said, well, I'm just going to go in my little house, and I'm going to trust the Lord, and, and we'll see what happens. And so the storms are coming, and she goes into her little house, and the wind begins to blow, and then her roof, the, the sheet metal begins to flap in the wind. And so she stood up, and she pointed her little finger at that little piece of sheet metal, and she said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to stay right there. In the name of Jesus, you're not going anywhere. In the name of Jesus, I said, you are to stay right there. And then eventually that little flap of sheet metal would stop and another one would pick up over here and she'd just move right over here and she'd point her little finger and she'd say, in the name of Jesus. 
I command you to stay right there. You think that's funny, but she was doing what she knew to do. You see, some will trust in horses and some will trust in chariots. But we, I said we, will remember the name of the Lord, our God. So she came out after the storm. And all the little houses around her, Brother Demet, they were all damaged by the storm. But her house was standing in one piece because she was pursuing. She was enduring the storm. She was calling the things that she had anchored down in her soul. The name of Jesus Christ. Oh, come on, somebody. You've got the name that is above every name here tonight. come on that's it just give it to the lord some of you are in the middle of a storm right now and you just needed a little ray of light and the Lord sent this preacher here on a Thursday night to tell you, hey, use your anchors, use your anchors, hang on and endure during the storm. Apostle Paul said it. He said, when you've done all that you can do, just stand. And when you stand and you endure during the storm, what you're saying is, here I am. You're saying, I'm not going to turn around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to face this thing. I'm going to look at it. I may not be making any forward motion, but I am here. And so, Brother Dummett, you come to church, and Sister So-and-So comes to the front, and she lifts up her hands, and she's worshiping God. And you say, hey, Sister, how can you do that in the middle of the storm you're facing? And what she's telling you is, I've got some things that are anchored down in my soul. I understand where my house is built here tonight oh somebody come on somebody let go and let God here tonight I feel a breakthrough in this place You see, it's not a time to quit. It's not a time to throw in the towel. No, no. It's a time to endure. I'm still here. I'm going to face it right here in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to let him know that my worship is not fickle and it's not fake and it's not only on the surface, but it's a deep profound, heartfelt worship from my heart. (laughs) 
during the storm that you may fall but you just get right back up it's during the storm brother josh that the lord will bring scriptures to your mind rejoice not against me oh mine enemy because when i fall i shall arise hallelujah the righteous falleth down seven times but he gets back up hallelujah you see, I may be in the middle of a temporal storm, but this is not my conclusion. My present condition is not my final conclusion. This is not the finality of the matter. I'm just passing through. I'm enduring the storm. You endure. You don't prepare during the storm. You see, the people that went out during the storm, they said, don't go out during the storm. The people that went out, they were badly injured. Some of them lost their lives. You don't prepare during the storm. You endure. You trust that you've done some things that you've allowed God to mend and mold your spirit so that you could anchor some things down in your soul. So, you endure. Hallelujah. I don't feel a release to go any further right now. Would you just close your eyes? Lift up your hands. Somebody receive something from the Lord. Now let me let me bring some understanding to the process. You see, I, I was on the road the other day and I was listening to the radio and news program and this little ad came on for custom-made shirts. I've never had a custom-made shirt, Brother Demet. They say that they're just amazing, you know, they're made for you. They're made specifically to your measurements, to for who you are. You see, God does not make custom-made shirts. 
But God does make custom-made storms. That's why you can come to church and lift up your hands and there'll be a little rain cloud over you and you look over at your neighbor and they're over here worshiping and they got the sunshine. Because God will make a custom-made storm just for you. It's a storm that will only fit you. It's not meant for anybody else. It's meant for you. You don't believe that? You go study the book of Jonah. See, Jonah was on the boat, and the sailors are like, Jonah, what in the world? What's up, Jonah? You, we drew lots. You got it. You know, what's going on? And Jonah says, look, truth be told, this storm isn't for you guys. This storm is mine. You just happen to be in the splash zone. He said, if you throw me off the boat and get out of the splash zone, you're going to have smooth sailing, and the storm's going to follow me. Because this, this storm has Jonah written all over it. So, so we all know what Jonah did. Jonah ran to Joppa. But Jonah was not made or created to go to Joppa. Jonah was made and created with a purpose. And his purpose was to be the mouthpiece of God. He was to be the prophet of the Lord and he was running from his purpose so God sent a storm to chase him down <laughs> and you know why God will custom make a storm just for me and for you because he's chasing you down because we've gotten too comfortable because we're not fulfilling our purpose you see, God didn't bring you to the church just to come and sit down and enjoy the service God didn't bring you to the church just to warm a seat. He brought you and he said, I have a purpose for you. You are to be light. You are to be the salt of the earth. You are to preach the gospel to every creature. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Somebody needs to reconnect with your purpose. Somebody needs to reconnect with your purpose here tonight. See, your vocation doesn't give you purpose. Your creator gives you purpose. And he aligns you back up with your purpose. And if truth be told, every single one of us is here because the storm came into our lives and it chased us down. And we came and we repented. And we said, God, here I am. And now he's saying, hey, you've disconnected from that. And now I've got to chase you down again. <laughs> So after the storm, everything changes. Everything is different. And the Lord begins to realign your priorities. Because, you see, before the storm, I, I had no, 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 no place of reference in my life that I could have related to what happened in Puerto Rico. There was no mental reference now, next time it comes, I will have a place of reference. But before the storm, I could go to the store and I could buy whatever I needed. If I wanted a coffee from Starbucks, I could go to Starbucks and get a coffee. And I could go and fill up my car with gas, no problem. And I could check my email. But after the storm, all of a sudden there's no water. 
There's no electricity. There's no cell phone signal. There's no internet. For you young people, there was something that was diagnosed in Puerto Rico. It's called digital depression. <laughs> I like to pick on the young people. You know what happened is they were so used to walking around like this. Some of us are the same way. <laughs> Confession. It's, I'm talking to myself. Believe me. And uh, all of a sudden, the storm comes and, man, no internet, no phone signal. I can't call. I can't chat. I can't text. I can't charge my phone. And uh, now I have to go out and face people and look them face to face and talk to them in real life. It's It's stressful. So, it's a whole different world. And you see, before the storm, I might have got a little upset, Caleb, if my internet wasn't downloading fast enough. Man, what in the world? But after the storm, I would have been happy to have a landline. After the storm, I would have been happy to have a rotary phone. I know most of the young people don't even know what that is. It's an old, and you go like this, and it goes clack, 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 clack. After the storm, you know, before the storm, brother, Dumbin, I love coffee. We shared our love for coffee the other day, but Dumbin loves coffee. I love coffee. It's all good. What a wonderful world. Before the storm, I might have been upset. I might have needed an attitude adjustment. If I would have gone to Starbucks and my coffee wasn't just right, My whole day could have been a mess. I could have almost lost the Holy Ghost over that. Before the storm. But after the storm. When there is nothing. I'd be happy to get a little leaf or something and pour some dirt in it. And say, hey, can you pour some water through that? And it just looks brown and just tell me it's coffee. And I'll be thankful for that. Because what happens is after the storm, God begins to remind you, hey, what you thought was so important before the storm is really not all that important. But what is important is your purpose in me, what I created you for in this hour. And it's a time for rebuilding. That's what we're doing right now. We're rebuilding. And you know what you do when you rebuild? You rebuild better than you built the first time. You see the weaknesses in the structure. So you see the weaknesses in your, in your character, in your spiritual life. And you, you say, ah, God, you're going to have to rebuild me a spiritual house. You're going to have to make me who you need me to be. You're going to, my worship, I, I, can't, I can't be such a, such a weakling, such a sissy during the storm. Next time a storm comes, God, I'm going to be the first one up there worshiping you. I'm going to be the first one at prayer meeting. I'm going to be the first one fasting and seeking the Lord. I'm going to be the, because I learned some things about myself during the storm. And now... Thank you, Lord, for the storm that you brought in my life because it's realigning me with you. Let's all stand here tonight.
So anything you ever do for God, anytime you ever obey his word, it's going to take faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. I am expecting a result, God, but I'm not sure what you're going to do. And what happens is God shows up and he does amazing things when you step out by faith. The first time you repented, when, if you have repented, that was a step of faith. When you went down in the water in the name of Jesus, that was a step of faith. You were obeying the word of God. It takes faith to obey his word. So the Lord says, be a light. Preach the gospel. It takes faith. So after the storm, we started nights of fire. We, we did a lot of humanitarian aid, probably a year and a half. Humanitarian aid. I learned something about humanitarian aid, and it's this, that we should do it. We should feed the hungry and help the poor and help the less fortunate. But humanitarian aid is only temporal. And it's okay for me to give you some water. But I better remember that you're going to run out of water. And that there is something in me that is eternal. And I better have a way or have a way to introduce you to that eternal message by way of a bottle of water. That's why Jesus looked at that Samaritan woman. She said, if he would have asked of me, I would have given you water and you would have never thirsted again. Because the water, the fountain that is inside of me, it's divine. Maybe you don't know Jesus here tonight. Maybe you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Maybe you've never repented of your sins. You can do that here tonight. God can calm the storm here tonight. You don't have to leave here the same way that you came. And I can tell you about just numerous miracles that God did. I'll share one young man came we had a service basketball court outside he comes he was the only one that got the Holy Ghost that day we were all thankful because you need to thank God for every little victory and a couple of weeks later he caught up with me he said brother Rivera I'm the guy that received the Holy Ghost the other night I said oh man that's awesome he said, I want to tell you my testimony. I said, okay. He said, I've been wanting the Holy Ghost for many years. He said, and then I go to this outside service and I receive the Holy Ghost. He said, I was just so happy. He said, I ran home. He said, I ran into my house said, Mom, I received the Holy Ghost today. My mom looked at me and she said, that's not the only thing you received. What you have to understand about this young man is that he was lame. One of his legs was shorter than the other all his life. And she looked at him and he had been so caught up with the experience of the Holy Ghost 
And she said, because when you left this house, you were limping along. She said, but now you're walking like a normal person. You see, there's things that God will do that you won't even know. He does. And when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it'll take somebody else to come up to you and say, you know what? There's something different about you. There's something just amazing about you that I see the love of God inside of you. I see something different about you and you haven't even noticed because you're so caught up with the Savior and His name is Jesus Christ. So this is what we're going to do. Close your eyes, everybody. Lift up your hands. We're all going to repent. If you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you've never received it, if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, this is the first step. Just close your eyes and we're going to go humble ourselves before the Lord and just begin to call out. Say, Lord God, Jesus here tonight, Lord. We're asking you, Lord God, to forgive us, oh Lord, to wash us, to cleanse us, oh Lord. Forgive us, oh God, for disobedience in our lives. Forgive us, oh Lord, for attitudes, God. Forgive us, oh God for fornications, O oh Lord, for the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life in our lives, O oh Lord. Forgive us, O oh Lord God, for words and thoughts, for things we've done, God, for things we don't even know that we did that are not pleasing to you here tonight, God. Forgive us, O oh Lord, for hidden sins. Forgive us, God, for things that we've forgotten, Lord God, for every disobedience, every time that we've walked away from your call and walked away from your voice and just put it aside, God. Renew a right spirit within us, O oh Lord. Create a clean heart inside of us, O oh Lord, here tonight. Now, if you're in this place and you would like to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I'd like to invite you down to this altar. We want to pray with you here tonight. If you've never spoken in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, this is your turn. This is your time. Just take a test, step of faith. We want to pray with you. We, we, we want to be a part of what God is doing here tonight. If the storm is raging in your life here tonight, Maybe the storm is raging inside of you and you'd like to meet the peace giver here tonight. Or maybe you've just disconnected from your purpose here tonight. Then I'd like to invite you to come to this altar. If there's somebody besides you that needs to come, why don't you tell them, come on, I'll go with you. Just invite them down to this altar. We want to pray with you. We want to let God have an opportunity to speak into your life here tonight. Don't be afraid here tonight. That's it, that's it. I feel the Spirit of the Lord. Come on, come on, don't be afraid. Hallelujah, the Lord is in this place. Come on, you young people, all you young people, why don't you come? Hallelujah, here tonight, if you're 30 and under, I want you to come to this altar and just reconnect with the Lord and just tell Him, God, I need your purpose in my life. I need you to fill me, God, with your call in my life. The Lord is lifting up prayer warriors. He's lifting up missionaries. He's calling ministers to the field here tonight. He's calling people to the ministry here tonight. There's a call of the Spirit in this place here tonight.
Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Just surrender to God. You got to lift up your voice. You got to talk to him. You're going to begin to speak a language you've never spoken. That is the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost in your life. When you can surrender to God and let him take over your life here tonight. Come on, that's it. That's it. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Just talk to him. Just lift up your voice. I worship you, Lord. I give you my hands. I give you my heart. I give you my soul. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you need to surrender to the word and be baptized here tonight. That's it, that's it, that's it. Just talk to the Lord. If there's a ministry team, I need all the ministry team to be praying. Help me pray. Find somebody to connect with here tonight. Oh, come on. Let's let the Lord consume us with his presence here tonight. I choose to pray.